Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros and I'm your host today. Thanks so much for finding some time out of your busy day to spend with me. Today we're going to be talking about the pet care industry. I recently read an article that went like this. The pet care industry continues to grow every year simply because more and more households are beginning to open up their homes to more fur babies. And I have to say that probably the pandemic would have added to that as well, people being at home, and they want the company. Uh, With that being said, folks, just to let you know, today is November the 27th of 2020, so you know we're still being affected by the pandemic. The article went on to say there are over 300 million pets in America, and with the increased number of pets, this also comes with with, it, uh, with an increased demand for the products and services. So you can definitely see where as we, um, we add to our family by adding more fur babies, then the supply, the services, and the, the products are going to be more in demand as well. So that's going to be the topic of discussion today with Amy Reed. Amy is a graduate of the University of Notre Dame, and prior to uh, creating Wolfie's Pet Ventures. I love that name. So Wolfie's provides provides, um, superior pet care, such as pet sitting, dog walking, and mobile pet spa grooming and services. So help me in welcoming Amy to the show. Hey, Amy. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. You know, I, I think, and this is just from a layperson's standpoint, Amy, that your services probably may have been in a little more demand even over the pandemic than what you may have thought. Now, before we get started in that, Talk to me a little bit about your background and where did Woofies come from? Sure. Um, I actually started Woofies with my neighbor and business partner, Leslie Barron, um, 16 years ago. So it was back in 2004. We're neighbors in Ashland, Virginia, and we both had pets, and we both had bad experiences with finding pet care services in our local community. So we knew that there was a real need for it. Nobody was really approaching it as a true business. It was more of a hobby. And so Mm -hmm. we really felt that there was a need to kind of elevate the level of professionalism in pet care. And that's honestly just how we started. We started with pet sitting and dog walking and um, walked a ton of dogs (laughs) day and night for a Mm -hmm. long time. Um, We added a team of pet sitters. And then over time, we also added mobile grooming services it was really just a natural extension of our pet sitting dog walking services because we had a relationship with our clients. Um, they 
knew us, they trusted us, and they were constantly asking about mobile grooming. So we just felt that it made a lot of sense to add that to our service. So now, Mm -hmm. you know, we have thousands of clients, and we just absolutely love what we do. And it's just it's something that we have seen certainly um, so much demand over the years because people do love their pets, and they want to work with people that they trust. And these pets are like family to them. Absolutely. You know, Amy, I was thinking during the uh, the pandemic, during the quarantine, during the lockdown, um, I tell you what, I could not see my hairdresser for, I want to <laughs> say it was about four months, but mm-hmm. I bet people still could, took care of their, their babies at home, didn't they? They did. With the mobile grooming, we actually have seen an increase in demand um, because of the pandemic. Um, we were listed as an essential service, so it was great that we never had to shut down, especially in the early days of COVID. But we did have to approach things a little bit differently because it is a new environment. Um, so we incorporated all of the personal protection equipment, and we make everything as contact-free as possible. But I think, you know, because people are more sensitive and have to be much more careful due to COVID, it has made mobile grooming much more of an attractive option for our clients um, because they don't have to take their pets to a salon if the salon was even open. Um, You know, the groomer can come and we can actually do it with no contact. So Mm. um, it's worked out very well for the groomers. Mm. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, I can see where your pet sitting um, business and your dog walking business, it could evolve into the the grooming services. And did you anticipate it was going to go that way, Amy? We weren't, you know, we didn't set out in, back in 2004 to become a grooming company. Um, we just started off with the pet sitting and dog walking, and it really just kind of naturally evolved into being able to provide that type of service because it made sense already having a relationship with the client and knowing the pet. Um, So we're really happy that it did evolve into that because it just allows you to have a stronger relationship with your client and being able to provide additional services for them. You know, once they know you and trust you and you know their pet, um, it's easy to kind of move into different services for them. Sure. At what point did you say, oh, my goodness, I think this we should look at franchising this? <laughs> yeah, I actually went to my first franchise conference back in 2012. I went to the IFB in New York and met with Mark Siebert from iFranchise Group. Um, and he, you know, I sat through seminars, and I really spent the next few years educating myself about the franchise market and what that industry looks like and to really understand if that is the best best growth strategy for Woofies. And our team spent a lot of time going through that, and we really did come to the conclusion that franchising made sense for us because our business is so personal. You're taking care of people's pets and going to their homes. And we wanted people who were business owners running the Woofies locations. We wanted Mm -hmm. them to have skin in the game and have that investment and to truly have that relationship with the client, because I think that's such the key to success in this type of business. So, you know, because it is such a highly personalized business, we wanted somebody who was a true Woofies owner running that specific location. So franchising Mm -hmm. just made sense for us. 
Mm-hmm. You mentioned skin in the game, and I, uh, folks, if you're listening, you have to understand that um, a franchisor, they have skin in the game. How long did it take you, Amy, to get everything put together, in a, in a, and you were in a place where you could franchise? That doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. It's It's a lot of work, and you really do need to work with people who are experts in the area. Um, because you have to build your operations manual, you have to build your franchise disclosure document, your big legal document. Um, you have to put your whole strategy together and then also just understanding franchising and how to market your business to a potential franchise owner. It's taking that leap from selling consumer services to now you're working with potential business owners, people who want to come in and invest in a Wolfie's franchise and run it as a Wolfie's business owner. So it's really a lot of education. Um, it's definitely a financial commitment. Um, it took us, I would say, about a year to really put everything together um, because it's not only putting together, you know, all those things that you need in order to become a franchisor, but it's really examining your business in detail and understanding are you putting your best foot forward with every process that you have in place and if you don't you need to change it ASAP because when somebody invests in a Woofies franchise I feel such a commitment to make sure that we're providing them the best franchise system possible and that means Every process needs to be fully documented and every process needs to be thoroughly vetted to make sure that you are doing best practice at all times. So it's, it's a lot of work. It's a tough examination of your business, um, but it's an amazing process to go through because ultimately by really poking holes at your business and making sure that everything is working the way it needs to be working in order to present it to a potential franchisee, you ultimately will have a better business in the long run. So it's been a, right. an extremely great journey to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would imagine. And you want the franchisee to be just as excited about being a Wolfie franchisee on day one, uh, five years later, and 10 years later, 15, you want them to be just as excited all along the way. So let's talk about that franchise. Uh, what the franchisee would receive when they joined Woofies. Let's start at the beginning. So, Amy, are you looking for prospective franchisees who uh, you clear, they clearly would need to love animals, right? They, that, that would be yeah. a given, that, that that's right. the first step. Uh, do they have to have had prior experience, maybe working for um, uh, a vet, um, or would they have to have some prior experience working with animals? Obviously, that would be preferred, but it's not required. Um, you definitely nailed it. They definitely need to have a love of animals to really understand mm-hmm. and have the true passion and commitment to this type of business. But we are also working for people that have the business background. It is not just a simple hobby and walking a couple of dogs and doing a couple of dog baths. You know, we, you're building a team of pet sitters and dog walkers and groomers, and you're servicing potentially thousands of clients and dealing with hundreds of appointments each day. So you really need somebody who understands the business side of it, the logistics of 
scheduling and the importance of running a very tight schedule so it is a successful business for you and for your team members. Um, you also need somebody that's very people-oriented because your business is all about building your team members, your back office team, your pet sitters, dog walkers, groomers. Um, I would say the other thing that we look for is, which is huge for us, is that commitment to customer service. This business mm-hmm. is all about taking care of pets, going, you know, going that extra mile for those clients and providing exceptional customer service. So we really need somebody who truly understands how to provide that exceptional customer service and to make sure that they're hiring the people who share that same mission and vision that they have. Um, I would say the last piece that's really important to us that I think is unique with Gliffies is the commitment to our local communities. Um, We do a ton of work with local animal shelters and rescue groups. Mm -hmm. We do fundraisers throughout the year. We do yappy hours (laughs) with local businesses, which is a lot of fun. Um, We provide, you know, free dog washes for dogs at the local shelter. So we really want somebody who wants to be embedded in their local community and understands that commitment to giving back because that's something that's really important to us. I think that's so important, Amy, especially these days. I think that this pandemic has placed a pause on us, given us the opportunity to kind of evaluate what's important And I do see so many people now um, actually taking the time and their brains are not as cluttered as they used to be to think about giving back and the importance in giving back. So I love companies. I love franchisees, uh, franchisors that really um, help their franchisees get out and do that give back piece. Now you talk about um, pet grooming. Um, Amy, I can't even cut my own bangs. So, <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> so do, do you have training for uh, anyone that comes in that maybe wants to be, uh, you know, participate as a groomer in the team? We do. We actually just started our in-house professional grooming school. It's called Woofies Academy. Uh, we started that last year. And it started for a couple of reasons. Um, one was that there was such a demand for grooming services, and we couldn't find enough groomers to meet the demand. And so, and we also found that there, there just weren't a lot of options for grooming schools um, that would be really helpful for somebody that maybe was a vet tech or a dog walker that would love to get into grooming but didn't have the money to go to a professional grooming school, or they just didn't have a good option available in their local area. So we started Woofies Academy. We teamed up with the Paragon School of Pet Grooming, and we now provide a grooming school so that our franchisees can send a student to our school, and we will train them and have them become a professional groomer, and then they're sent back to their franchisee. And now the franchisee has a professional groomer on their team nice. that they're working with. So it's our franchisees absolutely love it because there are people out there that would love to get into grooming. It's an amazing profession and it's in such high demand. Um, so it's really great to have an outlet to be able to provide that type of career training for somebody. You know, 
Amy, with you um, putting this grooming school together, uh, what that tells me as a franchisor, you know, if I'm a, a prospective franchisee, that tells me my franchisor is going to do everything it takes to make Absolutely. it work for for me. So that speaks volumes without you actually saying that. So I love that you're doing that. What other kind of Thank training you. do you provide your uh, prospective franchisees that are coming in that really don't they don't have any uh, ex- past experience in this? Sure. Um, well, we have our initial two-week training where they'll come to our corporate location and we go through a very detailed training with them. But it doesn't stop there. And it's not like you go to your two-week training, okay, good luck and hope it goes well and let's have a monthly call. We would never operate that way. Um, we are very hands-on with our franchisees. We've got an incredible team of women that I work with, um, our core management team covering everything from operations, financial, marketing, everything that we can do to be a resource for our franchisees we'll provide for them. So we have um, ongoing training that we do in person, Zoom calls, um, and we're just available whenever they need, if they have a question, we want them to think of us as a partner. You know, when, when they invest in a Whoopi's franchise, you know, they're not just getting the franchise and then they go off and do their own thing. You know, we, we really work hand in hand with them to make sure that they're successful. So we have a lot of online training. Um, like I said, the in-person training that we do, it's really important to us. Um, when you think of customer service, you know, that's how we built our business is building our clients with customer service and our team members providing customer service to them. And I look at our franchisees as the ultimate customer to us. So we really do whatever is needed to make sure that they have all the tools that they need and being able to provide whatever resources that will help them run their business better. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that you this is a mobile service. Is it also a brick and mortar it's not your traditional brick and mortar. No, we're not. We don't have a retail location, so we are mobile. Our franchisees do have an office um, because you do need somewhere to park your grooming vans and have a little bit of your inventory for grooming supplies. Um, but you don't have the expensive build out of a traditional brick and mortar. And we have, depending on the territory that our franchisees are in, you know, there's some flexibility. Um, one of our franchisees has a larger office space. Another one has a very small office space. And another one actually subleases from another company in their territory to park their vans. So there is a lot of flexibility with our model because it is mobile. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned territory. What size territories are, do you award? Our territories are a minimum of 25,000 households. Um, we look at each territory different. We actually work with a professional mapping, territory mapping company um, to help us work together with the franchisee to put together the best territory. Because being mobile, we want to be aware that it's not too large of a geographic region, um, but we also need to make sure it's dense enough where they have enough business that they need to be successful. So, 
um, we work closely with the franchisee as they are coming on board to build that territory. And it is a protected territory for them. So once they have their territory, it's theirs and no other Woofies locations can go in there. Um, when, when someone's getting ready to launch their business, Amy, about how many employees do you suggest they have on day one, so to speak? When you're first starting, you, depending on the level of the franchise owner, um, you know, we have one of our franchisees where it's a husband and wife team. So they're able to take on the bulk of their back office operations between the two of them, just, just starting off. And then, of course, you want to have a groomer. Um, ideally, you'd like to have a couple of groomers because the grooming business does move pretty quickly. Um, and then you have your pet sitters and dog walkers that you would bring on board. So it could be anywhere from three to ten people when you're first starting off. And so let's let's talk about this, Amy. How scalable is this? Is it just one van and then you have the, the dog walkers and the pet sitters? Um, how does that grow if somebody is wanting to scale it larger than just the 25,000 household? It, there's definitely an opportunity to grow this business as much as you can. It's really a function of marketing your business and getting it out there and bringing on the team members to support the demand. Um, as an example, our Ashburn office, you know, we have eight mobile grooming vans. Um, at our peak of summer months, you know, we could have up words of 120 pet sitters and dog walkers. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's, it's really, um, it is a very scalable business. It's, it's making sure, and it's our job as a franchisor that we have them in a territory where there is enough of a population that we know, you know, they can certainly meet the demand that's out there, but it's really then working with the franchisee to make sure that they're building that team of pet sitters and dog walkers and also their team of back office support so that you're providing the level of support because referrals is such a big way of growing your business and providing exceptional support will really help the franchisees grow their business quickly by providing that service. So it's, it's, it's a very scalable business, much more I think than people realize. Right. So Amy, I've decided I want to be a Woofies franchisee. <laughs> I've got the van. I've been through the training. I'm all excited. How do I get my first clients? We work very closely with the franchisees. It starts at training, and we work with them to put together a really strong marketing plan. So you'll want to have a grand opening marketing event, and then we start working on the digital marketing, putting together a PPC campaign, SEO, and also social media campaign, utilizing Facebook, Instagram, and really just getting the word out. So we work really closely. We have an incredible marketing director, um, Michelle Novi, who will work hand-in-hand with the franchisees to put that grand opening marketing plan together, and then that marketing plan going forward because – Marketing, as we all know, is not just a one-time event. It's something that you have to keep working on month after month and building on that. And it's really doing the digital, the social, 
but it's also getting out in your local community and making your presence known and networking with all the local vets and dog trainers and the dog boutiques and also all the non-pet business that businesses that are in your community. Start networking with them and do yappy hour events. Um, the great thing about Whoopies is our mobile grooming van is truly your best marketing vehicle. It's Mm-hmm. It's not just a vehicle to provide grooming services, but it's branded with woofies and it's driving throughout the local community day in and day out. So it is truly such a great marketing, you know, vehicle for the franchisees and they can, and that's how you get a lot of clients. So it, it's easy to get out and just get started and you, you really have to make your presence known and get out there in your local community And then the next step is really providing that above and beyond exceptional service because when a client is happy and they feel their pet is very well taken care of, they go on social media and they'll talk about it or they'll refer Mm -hmm. you to their friends. And that's how you really build a good reputation within your local business community. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I, I love that. Um, so, Amy, when I'm thinking about the services that you provide, is this just a, um, a one wash and done, or do you have membership packages? How do you how do you have your um, how do you keep your customers? Sure, um, good question. The on the grooming side, we have what's called a wolf pack. So um, it's recurring appointments. So we have clients that will schedule a year in advance and that way we get them on the schedule. So they always have an appointment. So whether they need an an appointment every four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, we go in and schedule them out for the next 12 months. And so it's really nice for our franchisees because it is recurring revenue stream for them. um, When you, your goal is to get everybody on a wolf pack. Um, the other side of the business, the pet sitting dog walking, you know, with our midday dog walking clients, um, when clients are going into the office and need walks Monday through Friday or whatever days that they need, that's another recurring revenue stream for the franchisees as well. So we do work on not being, you know, going into a client and just providing services one time and then we're done. Our goal is always to keep that lasting relationship with them mm-hmm. and rewarding those clients for staying with us. Yeah, I, I love that because it is all about building relationships. It's more than the transaction. Right. It's those relationships. And, and that's where you get a lot of referrals, I would think, as well. 100%. Yeah, that yeah. is it's providing that service um, and going above and beyond is really what makes people very happy and willing to refer you to other customers. And that's how you build your business. Mm -hmm. Now, Amy, as we're talking, I'm thinking this sounds like it could be a relatively low investment franchise. Is it? It is compared to the other franchise systems that are out there. Our initial investment is under 200,000. So we are an asset light business. Your biggest expense really is your mobile grooming van. But again, it's your biggest asset, um, but it's, it's out there working for you every single day from a marketing standpoint as well. Um, so yeah, compared to some of the other pet care franchises that are maybe more traditional brick and mortar, the 
um, you know, expensive build-out with dog daycares or kennels or pet mm-hmm. boutiques. Um, it is relatively attractive for somebody because of the mobile yeah. nature of the business. Yeah, most definitely. I tell you what, Amy, I need to take a commercial break. I'd love to hear some of your stories. You've been doing this for quite a few years, and I bet you have a couple of stories in your back pocket you could share with us when we come back. What do you think? Sounds great. Very good. Folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be back with more from Amy Reed with Woofies. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We're talking about the pet care industry today with Amy Reed, who is founder of Whoopi's Franchise. So, Amy, I ask if you happen to have any stories that you could share with us. But before you do that, if someone's listening and you pique their interest and they just love, have such a passion for animals, how would they find out more information about the Whoopi's opportunity? We would absolutely love to hear from them. Um, if you go to our website, ownawoofies.com, you'll see a lot of information about our franchise opportunity and can contact us directly, and we would absolutely love to hear from them. Wonderful. So what's the story you're going to share with us? I think uh, I've lots of stories from over the years, but mm-hmm. I think – One that just illustrates the importance of the relationship to the client in this type of business. Um, I have a customer that I've taken care of. Um, Her yellow lab, Maddie, is 10 years old, and I've taken care of her since she was a little puppy. And they moved to South Carolina a few years ago, and they literally will drive to Ashburn and fly out of Dulles Airport so Maddie can stay with me while they travel because we have Aww. such a strong relationship and I, and they trust me and I love Maddie like she's one of my own. And I just think that's really amazing to think that somebody would do that. Um, and that, that means so much to me that they, that they have that trust in me to take care of their babies. So I, we have so many stories like that where clients, you know, work their their uh, travel schedules around their favorite pet sitter's availability. 
Um, I can't even count how many times I've gone with my clients to the vet um, if their dog was sick or, you know, sadly had to be put down, but we're standing right there with them holding their hand. And to me, there's no bigger compliment than being able to be with our clients during those difficult times. So, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, Amy, this is such a heart centered business as well. You know, there is, is the business side and you do have to treat it like a business, like you said at the top of the show, but you also have to have heart and passion uh, for, for our little fur babies, don't you? Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, we're down to the end of the show here, Amy, for those final three questions. And the first one is, if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? I would spend as much time with the team as you can um, so that you can really understand the team who's going to be supporting you and working with you and to really know the true culture of the company. When you invest in a franchise, you're spending many years together, hopefully many decades together, and you really want to do your homework and make sure not only do you understand the products and services that they're offering and what the business looks like, but really understand the people and the culture and make sure that it's going to be a right fit and a lot of good synergies between the two of you. Yeah, that's most, that's so important. And um, it, it's important to, I would think, build those relationships with other franchisees as well. Absolutely. And we encourage that. I think it's really important for the franchisees to work with one another. In fact, we've already seen just in the last year that we've started franchising, um, we already have seen our three franchisees working with each other and collaborating and sharing ideas. And it brings out the best in everybody. I think that's one of the things I love best about franchising is you're bringing on these incredible business owners and they're coming on board to, to, you know, follow and support your process that you have in place. But it's also an opportunity to bring some fresh ideas that will benefit the system as a whole. So I, mm-hmm. I think it's really exciting working with other business owners. And, and that culture, Amy, to be fair, that culture starts at the top, at the leadership level. So you guys are certainly setting the tone for that so that when your franchisees come in, then they understand what's expected. They understand that they can give uh, to others and not feel they're losing business. Exactly. And I, I want them to feel that support. I, you know, it, I always tell our team members when our franchisees write their royalty checks and send those in every two weeks, we need to make sure we're doing everything we can to earn that. And that starts mm. in year one, and that never ends. You have to constantly earn the opportunity, in my eyes, to work with your franchisees and to give them best practices and to evolve with them as the industry evolves over time and just make sure that you're always putting your best foot forward for them. Yeah, I love hearing that, Amy. So the second question here is, and I think we may have touched on this earlier in the show, but the question is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Um, well, I would say one of them is 
someone has to have a lot of determination. You're becoming a business owner, and it takes a lot of work to own a business and build a team of people who share your mission and vision and your culture and to support them and to provide exceptional service to your customers. And you need to have that determination to always be at the top of your game and to constantly evolve also as a business owner. So I would say that is one um, trait, I would say. Um, The other one is having a positive attitude. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. running a business is not easy. And I think this year demonstrated more than ever, you can get some major curveballs thrown your way. And you need to keep that positive attitude. And I guess to your point, it does trickle down from the top. So we want that as a franchisee, have that determination, have that positive attitude, because their team members will feed off of that for them. So it really does trickle down in every level of the organization. Yes, most definitely. And and folks, if you're if you're currently looking at franchise opportunities, what I want to say is I just want to ditto what Amy said, that you have to have some determination. There is hard work. When she talked about the number of walkers and the number of pet sitters, that didn't happen just by hanging the shingle out. So know that it, it doesn't make any difference which franchise you decide on in the end. Just hanging that shingle out it's not mean that you're going to have a line of people waiting to do business with you. You still have to go out. You still, you're a business owner. You have to cultivate that business there. So, uh, Amy, the last question here is, what does the future of franchising look like? I think, um, you know, people have obviously been negatively impacted by COVID this year, and to, some to more degrees than others. Um, But I do think the future looks really positive for franchising because I think it's made people, to your point earlier, reevaluate their lives. And I think people want more control over their futures. And franchising enables that. If you can find the right franchise system that works for you, you now become a business owner. It's your business. You have control over how your business does and the success of it. You know, we've just have seen so many people impacted by COVID that have lost their corporate jobs or even the non-corporate jobs, you know, they're unemployed and having a tough time, or it's just making them realize that they want something different in life, something that has a little bit more purpose or something that feeds that passion that they have. So I see very positive, um, a very positive outlook for the franchising industry. Yeah, I believe so as well because uh, uh, you were talking about how a lot of people may have lost their jobs. And, you know, some of those jobs may not come back, Amy. And so there are people right. that are looking for what is, what is my option here? Um, and just, um, you know, they say do what you love and the money will follow. Somebody may be sitting there and they've got, you know, a couple of dogs and cats and thinking, you know, <laughs> what do I do with the fact that I love animals? Well, this is that opportunity, folks. If you're looking around saying, how do I make a living at that? You can make a living and more at that. It's just that 
finding that right opportunity. And Amy, I love the story of Wolfies, and I love what you're Thank doing. You. So I'm really excited about you guys. One more time, Amy, if somebody's listening and they want more information about the Wolfies opportunity, where would they go? They would go to ownawoofies.com. And I just wanted to say thank you so very much for having me on the show today. It was a real pleasure and honor. So thank you very much. Uh, Absolutely. I enjoyed having you, and I enjoyed hearing your story, and I look forward to continuing to stay connected with you. Would love that. Thank you. Absolutely. So, folks, you know, like I said, there is an opportunity for everybody, and it, and it can always tap into your passion. You know, look, look in, you know, look deep inside. Take advantage of this pause. What is your passion? What would you love to do? If money wasn't an option, what would you love to do? So if Woofies uh, might answer that, um, you know, we need to check a little bit further in that. Like always, I leave you with a quote. This is a quote by James Cromwell, who is an, uh, an actor. It goes like this. Pets are hum- humanizing. I love that. Pets are humanizing. They remind us we have an obligation and responsibility to preserve, na- to preserve na- uh, nurture, and care for all life. That's what Woofies does. It nurtures. It takes care of our little fur babies. Folks, thanks again for being with me on All Things Franchising, and we'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.